Hey everyone, welcome to Zappagram, the mother of all music podcasts, where every week we cover the latest in music news, reviews, interviews, releases, discovery, history, and more. I'm your host, Chris Zappa, and as always, the world of music is a busy place, so without further ado, ground control to listener, take your protein pills, put your helmet on, this podcast ain't gonna listen to itself... Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 56 of the Zappagram podcast. Zappagram, the mother of all music, podcasts, and newsletters. How's everybody doing out there? I hope you have all had a good week. I hope we're all coming back here uh, refreshed and ready to, to face another week full of music news. Yeah, there's a lot going on. There's so much going on. You know, it, it, it happens that way. As summer comes on us, uh, summer, summertime's always a busy time in the world of Music and uh, this summer is no different. Things are really heating up, both literally and uh, metaphorically speaking. This past week, we had the uh, the Met Gala event. It's not exactly a music event, but it's still a cultural event to behold, however needlessly extravagant that may be. And uh, of course, many artists were in attendance, from Billie Eilish to Rihanna to Phoebe Bridgers to Lil Nas X with his extremely sparkly booty. Did everybody see that? He has a very sparkly booty. Actually, all of him was very sparkly, but, you know, the assless chaps kind of made the the sparkly booty stand out. Jared Leto even dressed as Karl Lagerfeld's cat in a surprisingly realistic and convincing costume. I thought it was the cat until he took the the head part of the costume off. Also in attendance was uh, Grammy-nominated rapper Jack Harlow, who was apparently on shrooms. He uh, he pointed to his head and, and said and mouthed the words, shrooms. So I don't know, maybe that's a really cool, fun way to attend the Met Gala. Not sure. It would probably make it more interesting, especially when you see Jared Leto in his cat costume. We also got the list of uh, 2023's inductees into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Unsurprisingly, there were artists who rightfully made it in and others who perhaps should have in place of some that were, you know, more deserving. But then the Rock Hall's a bit of a joke anyway. And is, if nothing else, always a source of division amongst artists and fans alike. There were some that, that got in that I was like, oh, and some that were left out that I was like, man, dude, that's just wrong. But anyway, we're going to get all up into that and more later on in the show. For now, I will just say thanks for coming back this week and for being here. Thanks for helping spread the word. If you are enjoying the show and or the newsletter, please tell your friends and enemies and distant cousins and accountants and bartenders and pharmacists and dental hygienists and anybody else who will listen to you about Zappagram. We got to spread the word. We got to spread the good word. And everybody knows that word of mouth is the best. So if you will uh, will help recommend the show to others, that will help spread the love and I, in return, will be eternally grateful to you. But hey, because there is so much going on, that means that we've got a lot to cover in today's show. So let's not waste any more time. Let's dispense with the uh, the niceties and the chit-chat and all of that, and uh, let's just get into things, huh? Let's go. As always, at the top of the show, I like to kick things off with a quote from a famous artist. This week uh, is the anniversary of the passing of the great Bob Marley, 
And our quote of the week comes from Bob Marley, who said, The greatness of a man is not in how much wealth he acquires, but in his integrity and his ability to affect those around him positively. Bob Marley was certainly a man of integrity and, and absolutely affected those around him positively and continues to do so through his music to this day. So uh, so let's keep Bob Marley in mind as we move forward and, uh, and just remember, every little thing's going to be all right. I don't know how many of you guys are on TikTok, but I'm on TikTok and uh, I love TikTok. I find a lot of great artists on TikTok, uh, up and coming artists, undiscovered artists that, uh, that I did not otherwise know about. And I discover tons of great music via TikTok. And the TikTok algorithm is uh, quite the thing to behold. You know, if you go down a rabbit hole and you start looking at, say, concert videos, it just starts feeding you tons of other concert videos or, or, or whatever. So this week, uh, or the last really two or three weeks, but uh, my feed has been probably 80% Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, of course, on her Eras tour right now, hitting uh, stops all across the country. And uh, man, there's a lot of uh, Taylor Swift videos out there. Um, it's really funny. Growing up, you know, I would see uh, videos of like Elvis or the Beatles and fans were just just screaming in the stands and just like shaking and losing their minds and passing out and freaking out. And I was like, wow, people are really into this. And, and I get it. And, uh, and now I see that with Taylor Swift fans. They are just insane for Taylor Swift. And I got to admit, you know, I uh, only recently started listening to her music and um, she's a fantastic songwriter. She's, she's made, you know, huge strides in her career and uh, she's written some amazing songs and done some amazing collaborations and released some incredible albums. And, you know, along the way, she's, she's built this incredibly rabid fan base. And on top of that, I've just been learning more and more about just what a good person she is on top of all of that. Just a kind and decent person who really loves and appreciates her fans and takes time for them and goes out of her way in many instances for them, goes out of her way to do, to, to make charitable contributions and, and do all sorts of things on the down low that don't get publicized. It just shows, you know, what a what a good person she is uh, on top of being a freaking superstar. And um, and that just makes me like her even more. And so I want to dive more into Taylor Swift's music. I've heard from, you know, many friends of mine who were like, yeah, I never listened to Taylor Swift. I always felt like it was maybe just not my cup of tea. But then I started to listen and I found out I really liked her. So all of that to say, in this week's Rock the Vote poll, I'm asking which of these is the best Taylor Swift album? Is it her most recent album, Midnight's? Is it Lover? Is it Folklore? Is it Evermore? Or I have no idea. That's an option you can also select. And these polls only allow me to, to put five options in, so I couldn't list every one of her albums. So I just put the, the most recent, uh, the four most recent ones, uh, along with the I have no idea option for those of you who have no idea. But, you know, let me know, because that'll indicate uh, which album I dive into next. I think this officially means I'm a Swifty. As you all know, I include a playlist in every week's podcast newsletter combo. It is it is like a like a music combo meal, isn't it? And uh, this week is no different. We're on playlist number 56. Uh, in this playlist, I feature music from uh, anyone who may have been uh, topical in the news that particular week. I feature music, uh, just older music that I like. And uh, but most especially, I like to use that as a platform to promote 
uh, new artists, up and coming artists, perhaps maybe even established artists that just have new work coming out. And this week we've got a lot of great music in the playlist. Sadly, and which we will get to in the music news, but we lost Gordon Lightfoot this week. I included three of my favorite Gordon Lightfoot songs. Bethany Cosentino of uh, Best Coast, the band Best Coast, she is going solo. And she has a new single out from her forthcoming album, and it's fantastic. No, as a matter of fact, it's fine. That's actually the name of the song. It's fine. It's it's a fine, fine song. I discovered an amazing soulful singer out of New Jersey named Amanda Gray Torix. And I have music by her on there, as well as new music from David Gray, music from Sonia Midtune. I discovered her via TikTok. Uh, Ball Brigada, discovered them via TikTok. 26 Fix, really cool song I've been digging on this past week. Also discovered them. Uh, actually, I discovered them on Instagram. Sky Wallace, she rocks. I have music from Windsor. I have new music from Peter Gabriel. Daniel Ponder, a really, really good track from her. And, uh, and I included an old favorite from uh, Cowboy Junkies. Cowboy Junkies has new music coming out, a new album coming out. But I included Lou Reed's uh, Sweet Jane, which they covered on the Trinity Sessions, their very first album that was released way back in the 90s. Uh, so anyway, all of that you can find on this week's weekly playlist number 56, available on both Spotify and Apple Music. As well, you can find the master playlist on both Spotify and Apple Music, which includes all of the music from all of the weeks, all combined into one handy place. So you can uh, just put that sucker on and there's something like 300 years worth of music on there. And you can just listen and just enjoy to your little heart's content. And now that we've covered all of that, it is time to jump into this week's music news. As I alluded to, we lost genius-level Canadian singer-songwriter Gordon Lightfoot this past week. He passed away at the age of 84. His was some of the first music I ever remember hearing. When I was little, I had trouble going to sleep and, and staying asleep. And not surprising, I still have trouble with that to this day. But this was uh, back in the 70s. This was uh, the days of AM radio. And uh, my mom would put on uh, radio late at night to sort of lull me back to sleep. And Gordon Lightfoot's songs uh, were were very popular at the time, being played on the radio. And I, I remembered those from, you know, I was three or four years old, maybe. And uh, if you could read My Mind and Carefree Highway... Uh, early morning rain, those songs would come on and lull me back to sleep as a wee little one. Uh, and, uh, and I'm very sad that he passed away at the age of 84. Not only did he have tremendous success on his own as, as an artist, but he wrote tons of songs that other people covered from Bob Dylan, Neil Young, Elvis, Johnny Cash, The Grateful Dead, Jerry Lee Lewis, um, The Replacements. I mean, all, all sorts of people covered his music over the years. Bob Dylan was quoted as saying, I can't think of any Gordon Lightfoot song I don't like. Every time I hear a song of his, it's like I wish it would last forever. As I mentioned a minute ago, Bethany Cosentino of Best Coast is uh, releasing a solo album, her first. Uh, it's called Natural Disaster. It's coming out on July 28th. The uh, first single from that album is titled It's Fine, uh, and it is out now on streaming services everywhere. She is quite active on TikTok and uh, just a really cool, personable, uh, funny person and uh it, she's a great follow so i recommend everyone go check her out on tiktok as well as this new single as well as that album when it comes out on july 28th i will be listening to that including that in the playlist and uh, linking out to it 
As I mentioned, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has revealed the inductees for 2023, which include the great Willie Nelson, who also just celebrated his 90th birthday. Happy birthday, Willie. Kate Bush deservingly got in, as same for Missy Elliott. Sheryl Crow, Rage Against the Machine, George Michael, The Spinners, and uh, also others uh, selected for induction by a select committee include Shaka Khan, finally, it's about time she got in, Bernie Taupin, lyricist for Elton John, Don Cornelius, Al Cooper, guitarist Link Ray, and DJ Cool Hurt, hip-hop originator, um, was uh, inducted in the Musical Influence Division. All of the honorees will be celebrated in an induction ceremony and concert to take place November 3rd at uh, Barclays Center in Brooklyn. For everyone keeping track of the artists who did not make it in this year, everyone that was nominated deserved to be in, in my opinion. But uh, the ones that were uh, left out or, or snubbed, as it were, are incredible, and I don't see how they got snubbed. We're talking A Tribe Called Quest, Iron Maiden, Joy Division, and New Order, Cindy Lauper, Soundgarden, White Stripes, and Warren Zevon. The public can cast their vote as well, and I know that I uh, I made sure that I voted for Warren Zevon to get inducted, but uh, that didn't happen again this year around. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. As you know, and we have talked about in previous weeks, Ed Sheeran was being sued by uh, the estate of the co-writer of Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On in a copyright trial claiming that his song Thinking Out Loud infringed by using the same chord progression as Let's Get It On, which uh, on the surface level is ridiculous. And if you dig a little bit deeper, it is also ridiculous. Sheeran had said that, you know, if he loses the trial, that he's going to quit music forever. And and I get where he's coming from. It wasn't like a, like a, you know, whiny baby kind of a, if I can't do it, I'm going to quit. You know, it was, it's, it's the principle of the matter. Like you cannot sue an artist because they use the same chord changes in their song that you used in your song. I mean, that's nobody else will ever make music ever again if that's the case. So it's a great thing for not only for Ed Sheeran, but for artists everywhere that this uh, trial came out the way that it did in Sheeran's favor. It only took the jury three hours of deliberation, which I'm surprised it even took that long, but they decided that his uh, 2014 hit, Thinking Out Loud, was independently created and did not steal elements from the 1973 Let's Get It On song. These kinds of baseless, frivolous lawsuits come up all of the time, but this one was pretty high profile and, you know, would have set a, a dangerous precedent if it had gone the other way. So everyone, including Ed Sheeran, is very glad that it went the way that it did. Sonic Youth's Thurston Moore is going to tell Sonic Youth's story uh, in a new memoir titled Sonic Life, the guitarist's autobiography, which he calls the product of intensive research and deep dives into my memories and emotions, is due out this fall, specifically in October. We don't have an exact date, but it will be sometime in October. So Sonic Youth fans, and who isn't really a Sonic Youth fan, can look forward to that later this year. And speaking of books, the White Stripes lyrics have been collected together in a new book, the White Stripes Complete Lyrics is due out October the 3rd, arriving in hardback via Third Man Books, Jack White's own publishing company. Of course, he has Third Man Records. He's got Third Man Books. I believe there's Third Man Media. There's a lot of Third Man stuff. But uh, in addition to the lyrics, uh, Jack White's own uh, words will appear uh, throughout the book uh, presented with photos, alternative versions of lyrics and rough drafts of lyrics, uh, some to songs that were never even released, along with essays from some guest writers. So anyway, yeah, look forward to that as well coming out in October. 
Those would also make good Christmas presents. Just saying. Speaking further to the greatness of uh, Taylor Swift. See, I am officially a Swifty if I'm talking like that. Yeah. Hey, I'm not ashamed of that. Taylor Swift lands a record 10 albums in the top 100 of the Billboard 200 chart. Among the 10 albums, nine of them are in the top 50, eight of them sit in the top 40, and three are in the top 10. She is the first living female artist with at least three albums simultaneously in the top 10. She's the only act to have at least eight albums simultaneously in the top 40. She's the only act with at least nine albums simultaneously in the top 50, and the only living artist with at least 10 albums simultaneously in the top 100. It's, uh, it's, it's too bad she's not more successful. Minnesota lawmakers have voted to honor Prince by naming one of the state's highways after the iconic artist. Of course, it will have purple road signs. They will go up on a stretch, a seven-mile stretch of highway that will now be designated the Prince Rogers Nelson Memorial Highway, located in the Minneapolis suburbs of Chanhassen and Eden Prairie, running right past Prince's uh, 65,000-square-foot Paisley Park complex, which now operates as a museum, event venue, and recording studio. Information as to when the signs will uh, literally go up is forthcoming and will be announced soon. Famously, one of the nicest and coolest actors working in Hollywood today is Keanu Reeves. But did you know that he used to be in a band? He had a band called Dogstar, and the band has now teased its first new album in 23 years. In the early 90s, when his movie career was uh, already well underway, Keanu became a bassist in this band uh, called Dogstar, they continued through uh, the early 2000s. I believe it was 2002 or three. They broke up, and uh, they've they've sometimes joked about getting back together. But recently, the band launched an Instagram account with a retro photo of of themselves and an announcement saying, "We're back." So yeah, sounds like they're back. Dogstar. Some smashing pumpkins news. Billy Corgan, or William Corgan, as I believe he prefers to be called has uh, revealed that he recently paid a ransom to a hacker so they wouldn't leak several songs from uh, their their latest album, Autumn, which uh, was just released in full. It's a bit of a rock opera. It was released in three parts, and the, the final part was just released this past week, so now the full album is available on streaming platforms everywhere. But during an interview with K-Rock, he revealed that the hacker got, the, got hold of the nine songs from the album roughly about six months ago, right when it was about to be mixed and mastered. And thanks to the FBI, he was able to track down the hacker and prevent the leak, but that involved him paying off the hacker. Corgan said they were all probably the most catchy uh, single-type songs on the album. Somehow the hacker was offering the files for money, and we were able to trace it and pay it off and keep it from leaking. Even though the FBI got involved, he still doesn't know exactly how the leak happened, but he paid the ransom out of his own pocket. In addition to Gordon Lightfoot, uh, we also have the passing of a couple of other musicians this week. Bachman-Turner Overdrive guitarist Tim Bachman is dead at the age of 71. Rob Laxo of uh, Kurt Vile and the Violators. He has passed away at the age of 44. This last story, um, I don't know exactly how to talk about this. I tried my hardest to keep this uh, podcast and newsletter all about music, and I try not to bring politics into things. But, you know, in in recent times, uh, the, the overlap between the world of music and politics is just there. And sometimes those are newsworthy stories, and I have to cover those. And I can't really cover them without sort of, you know, giving my take on it as well. 
But anyway, this whole thing is about giant douchebag Ted Nugent. And I probably don't have to say much more than that. Um, if I think he's a giant douchebag, you can pretty much figure out where I stand on uh, his politics, on him as a person. Anyway, he uh, he's going on what he says is his final tour later this year, thank God. And while dates aren't yet scheduled to begin until July, one particular show in Birmingham, Alabama has already been canceled following intense backlash that the venue has received on social media. The Alabama news website AL.com reports that the comments started coming in on Avondale Brewing Company's Facebook and Instagram pages shortly after the show was announced last Monday, with some saying that they wouldn't patronize the venue ever again in the future if they went ahead with this show. Avondale Brewing Company released a statement canceling the show on Thursday before tickets were set to go on sale on Friday. And uh, they said, we have heard the concerns of the Avondale community, which is so important to us. And in conjunction with our partners, have taken the necessary steps to cancel the Ted Nugent concert scheduled for July 18th, they wrote in an Instagram story. Uh, Nugent's comment on the cancellation was to share the the Alabama.com, AL.com's post uh, on his Facebook page, writing something very incoherent. No capitalization here. Liars and haters, drunk on stupid, incapable to debate me. It's not even a... It, it sounds very Neanderthal, which is totally on brand for Ted Nugent. But uh, yeah, that guy's a piece of shit, and fuck him. Good for Alabama. In other news, which may or may not be music-related, but almost always is, Tom Petty is uh, going to be Dr. Tom Petty from now on. The late Heartbreakers leader will be recognized for his contributions to music with an honorary doctorate from the University of Florida. You know how you can set an alarm on your phone and, and have it play music as opposed to an alarm sound? Well, there's been a problem this past uh, month that has been discovered with the Google Pixel phones. Google Pixel phones have a feature in which you can turn off alarms simply by saying the word stop. And the word stop is the first word that opens the uh, Pixies' iconic song, Where Is My Mind? Users have been reporting that if Where Is My Mind happens to be the song for the alarm, it starts up, the word stop comes in the song, and the alarm immediately shuts itself off. So uh, the Pixies tweeted a link to the article about this and uh, said, sorry about that. In addition to uh, helping some people sleep in, Pixies are also on the road for their 2023 tour that they're co-headlining with Modest Mouse. Tickets for that are available online now. And uh, finally, in the news this week, this was kind of a fun one. Attendees of a concert performed by the L.A. Philharmonic Orchestra have reported that someone in the audience on a Friday night a couple of weeks ago delivered a loud moaning sound, which supposedly was an orgasm during the performance of Tchaikovsky's Symphony No. 5. Someone else who was in attendance at the concert said that it, it was not a screaming full-body orgasm. It was uh, some sort of uh, mental breakdown, a medical emergency of sorts. But uh, whatever it was, the orchestra politely carried on and kept playing. It was reported in the Los Angeles Times, uh, another concert goer, Molly Grant, was quoted describing the sound as a scream or a moan. She said that she saw what happened and said the sound came from a woman who was breathing heavily and sitting with her partner, and her partner was smiling and looking at her. I'm reminded of the scene from when Harry met Sally when they were in the diner and, you know, she started faking the orgasm and then the lady looks over and says, I'll have what she's having. There's probably a whole slew of other jokes in there somewhere. 
As a matter of fact, this seems like a good time to take a quick break and have a message from our sponsor, and I'll be right back. Are you tired of missing new music releases by the artists and bands you love? Music Butler sends you an email to let you know when the musicians you love release music, whether that be new full-length albums, shorter EPs, or even new singles. Services like Apple Music or Spotify don't always notify you of album releases on time, and they don't show upcoming releases for your favorite musicians, but Music Butler does. You can automatically import artists from your Apple Music, Spotify, or Last.fm accounts, or you can manually follow your favorites. It's free to try it out for 30 days. Music Butler takes all the effort out of staying current. Stop missing out on new releases and sign up for a free trial of Music Butler today at musicbutler.io. In this week's Z-Rex Zappa's Recommendations, I have uh, two things I'm highlighting. One is a piece written by my friend Legs McNeil. He's writing about David Johansson and the New York Dolls in a piece called Personality Crisis, One Night Only. And it's published on his website, legsville.com. Be sure to go and read that. And uh, the other thing is uh, this really cool video that Zane Lowe did for Apple Music, where he went with Bono and the Edge to this new venue in Las Vegas, the Sphere, uh, the most innovative performance venue in the world, where they plan to take the stage at their residency, which starts in September during this uh, interview. It's about 25 minutes long, but they show how this place is constructed. And Bono raises the point that it's the first place that's ever been built with music, with concerts in mind. Most other places that, you know, big bands play, it's a stadium or something that's designed for sports, not for music. And so, but the acoustics in this place are incredible. So it's like 360 degree high tech sound. So it should be amazing. And this is a really cool little video that kind of gives you a, a sneak peek into that. So be sure to check that out. This week's new music releases, we saw a lot of cool stuff drop. Uh, earlier, I mentioned Amanda Graytorix. She just released a new album called Midnight Sea. We've got new albums from Duran Jones, Ed Sheeran, Jenny Owen Youngs, The Lemon Twigs, Olivia Jean, Subtract, The Smashing Pumpkins, Squirrel, and The Utopiates, great band out of the UK. And uh, Bethany Cosentino's new single, It's Fine, from her upcoming album is out as well. Go listen to all of that. The release radar is equally as ridiculously full of great music coming out over the next 30 days. New music coming from Allison Goldfrapp, Dropkick Murphys, Esben and the Witch, Madison McFerrin, Moby, Dave Matthews Band, Graham Nash, Louis Capaldi, Paul Simon, Raul Malo, Sufjan Stevens, Arlo Parks, The Exploding Hearts, Sparks, Ben Folds, Ben Harper, Bob Dylan, Cowboy Junkies, Foo Fighters' new album is coming out June 2nd, Half Moon Run, John Mellencamp, Louise Post of Veruca Salt has a new album coming out, Nathaniel Ray Live in the Night Sweats have a new EP. Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds will be releasing Council Skies. Rancid has a new album coming out. Rufus Wainwright has a new album coming out. The Boo Radleys, Christine and the Queens, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, Jenny Lewis, Levin Rockets, My Morning Jacket, Youth Lagoon. Oh my God, so much good music to look forward to, you guys. So that's all coming up in the next 30 days or so. I will, uh, I'll be covering all of those as they're released. Moving on finally to our final section, on this date, musical happenings of historical significance. We have a lot of birthdays coming up over the next week. 
May 8th, we celebrate the birthdays of Robert Johnson, the King of the Delta Blues, was born in 1911. Danny Witten, Crazy Horse, Chris France, drummer of Talking Heads, and Philip Bailey of Earth, Wind, and Fire. Also, Alex Van Halen celebrates a birthday, Dave Roundtree, drummer for Blur, Martha Wainwright, and Joe Bonamassa. All of them celebrating birthdays on May the 8th. Also on May the 8th, in 1970, the Beatles' 12th and final album, Let It Be, was released. That same date, in 1996, a Los Angeles judge ruled against Tommy Lee and wife Pamela Anderson in their bid to keep Penthouse Magazine from publishing still photos from an X-rated home movie that was stolen from their home. That seems very not right. So someone stole the private X-rated movie from their home, and they wanted to keep still photos from that from coming out, and a Los Angeles judge said, Nope, that doesn't make any sense. May 9th, birthdays include Dave Prater of Sam and Dave, Richie Fury of uh, Poco, Billy Joel, and uh, Dave Gahan of Depeche Mode. Also on May 9th, in 1966, The Doors played at the Whiskey A Go-Go in uh, West Hollywood, auditioning for the position of the venue's house band. That same day, May the 9th of 2020, Little Richard died of uh, bone cancer at the age of 87. May 10th, birthdays include uh, Donovan, Dave Mason, John Ritchie, do you know who he is? A.K.A. Sid Vicious. Also, Paul Hewson. Do you know who he is? A.K.A. Bono. And Richard Patrick of Nine Inch Nails and Filter. Also, on May the 10th of 1965, the Rolling Stones recorded a version of I Can't Get No Satisfaction at Chess Studios in Chicago with Brian Jones on harmonica. The band re-recorded it two days later at RCA Studios in Hollywood with a different beat and uh, with the Gibson Maestro fuzz box that Keith Richards had recently acquired. Moving on to May 11th, birthdays include Irving Berlin, Eric Burden, Butch Trucks, and uh, Christoph Schneider, the drummer for Ramstein. That same day in 1970, the triple soundtrack album Woodstock was released in the U.S., going gold within two weeks. That same day, May 11th of 1981, Jamaican singer-songwriter Bob Marley passed away at the age of 36. And that same day, May 11th of 2003, Noel Redding, bassist for the Jimi Hendrix Experience, died at his home in Ireland, age 57. Birthdays for May 12th include Burt Bacharach, Steve Winwood, and uh, bassist Ivan Krall, who played with Blondie, Patti Smith, and Iggy Pop. That same day in 1972, May 12th, 1972, the Rolling Stones released Exile on Main Street. May 13th, a lot of birthdays. Richie Valens, Mary Wells, Magic Dick, a harmonica player with the Jay Giles Band. What a name, Magic Dick. Stevie Wonder, Allison Goldfrapp, Darius Rucker, and Brian Patrick Carroll, a.k.a. Buckethead. That seems like more of an insult than a good name. What's up, Buckethead? Uh, same day, uh, May 13th in 2012, Donald Duck Dunn, bassist with uh, Booker T and the MGs, died in his sleep after playing a show at the Blue Note nightclub in Tokyo. Moving on lastly to May 14th, we celebrate a lot of birthdays. Bobby Darren, Jack Bruce of Cream, Gene Cornish of The Rascals, David Byrne of Talking Heads, Ian Astbury of The Cult, Mike Inez, a bassist of Alice in Chains, producer multi-instrumentalist Greg Kirsten, Dan Auerbach of The Black Keys, and a DJ producer Martin Garrix all celebrate birthdays on that date. Also on that date in 1998, Frank Sinatra died at Cedar sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles. He was 82 years old. He had a heart attack. Uh, that same day in 2015, blues singer-songwriter and guitarist B.B. King died in his sleep, aged 89, after suffering a series of strokes caused by type 2 diabetes. He is widely regarded as one of the most influential blues guitarists of all time. 
Hey, everybody, that's it. That's the end of the show. Another one in the can, number 56. Man, time flies when you're having fun, right? Hey, listen, thanks for sticking around. Did you stick around all the way to the end? This is like when you go see a movie and the film ends and the credits are rolling, but you're like, no, 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 I'm sticking around. Something always something always happens next at the very, very end, right? Well, this is the world of music. Something's always happening. It's always going to be busy, and I'm always going to be here to let you know what's going on. So listen, let's uh, let's come back here, same time, same place, next week, yeah? What do you say? You stay safe out there. Get back here. I'll be here, and we'll do this whole thing again, all right? Until then, take care of each other. I've been your host, Chris Zappa. I'm out of here. <laughs>